Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. I'm Crystal. And I'm Jody. And thank you so much for being a part of the gym where we get fit inside and out. Hey, last week we talked about Palm Sunday and, and we learned a lot. We hope you guys learned a lot as well. Today is obviously Good Friday, so we are talking about Easter and Jesus' resurrection. And really, we're going to focus on what that resurrection power means for us today. And we are going to focus on the book of Romans in chapter 8. Oh, I'm sure you've read it before, but you need to read it again. It is so jam-packed with victory. And why we chose Romans is it is just full of the results of Jesus' resurrection. What happened to us because of the resurrection power. And what I love, Crystal, in the message translation, it says, God went for the jugular when he (laughs) sent his own son. You know what that means? He meant business when he sent his son to deliver us. So that same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in In us. us. I mean, that alone to comprehend that, yeah, to get revelation that that same power lives in us. And so, like you said, Jody, we are taking on Romans 8, and that scripture opens up beautifully. It's talking about condemnation. Yeah, that there's no condemnation Mm -hmm. to those who are in Christ. And so, when we think about the word condemned. You know, you think about prison, you think about um, people who have done wrong things and, and they're being condemned. I mean, it it's, it's means very strong disapproval, but condemnation, that just sounds like a brutal word. And sure enough, here, here the scripture opens and it says there is no condemnation, but why do we live condemned? Yes. Uh-huh. Why do we live condemned? I mean, you look around the world and, and you're, you're hoping to see some, somebody living in victory but it seems like so many people live condemned because as we talk about all the time we have an enemy absolutely who's there to make sure we feel really lousy about the 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 mistakes that we we make so what does he do he whispers his lies and he's just always trying to keep us aware of our sin consciousness. He reminds us of mistakes. And the the thing is, is when Jesus says there's no condemnation, he, he is not ashamed. He's not ashamed of you or I. I mean, we shame ourselves. And then, like we said, here comes that devil. And so it, in order to not live in this condemnation, we've got to get out of our carnal thinking. And... There is no condemnation because in verse two, it says, for the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Now, I know we were raised as we're, we're bound to sin and we, we have to sin and we're sinners. But you know what? This verse right here says you no longer have to sin. Why? Because of Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross. Now, this whole chapter talks about how he took sin upon himself, how he destroyed sin, how he rose again, and now we do not have there's a law going on in this world and it is a law of sin and 
death and you can either operate in it or you can be free from it. And we choose to live in the law of the spirit of life in right. Christ Jesus. Amen. And so it, there's freedom in Christ. That, that's what he died for. I mean, I mean, when you think about, I don't know if you've watched the passion of the Christ Oh, my word. Uh, make it a tradition for yeah, Easter. absolutely make it a tradition to, to see. We, we, we can't even comprehend what Jesus went through for our freedom so that we would be free, so that we could live a blessed life. I mean, he, he did it all for us. And so the only way to, to live in this freedom is to do the opposite mm-hmm. of being condemned. When we're condemned, we're living carnally minded. Yeah. We're thinking like the world. Yeah. And God's saying, be spiritually minded. You know, be spiritually minded. And, and that takes the weapon that God gave us. And we, we've got to attack this life with the weapon that he gave us. And that weapon is faith, you know, to live in faith. We've got to understand and know who we are in Christ. And so we talk about working out all the time. How do you get stronger? You go to the gym. How do you work on those biceps? You, you, you get a heavier and heavier weight. You, you, you work a little bit harder and a little bit harder and you tax those muscles and you get these little micro tears and you might not see it right away, but one day, boom, there it is. If, if you're consistent. And faith works the same way. God planted this this seed of faith in each of us, and it can just sit there dormant, or it can get stronger and stronger and grow and grow. And we we do that by hearing the word of God and hearing spiritual things and, and by listening to the Holy Spirit and meditating, sitting quietly and listening to the Holy Spirit speak to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's also about the words that are coming out of our mouths. You know, we, we, we can always gauge what we're thinking and how we're doing by our confession. The things that, that we're saying, the things that we're saying in our own head. Um, hey, guess what? If, if you blow it, get over it really fast. Uh-huh. You know, get over it really fast. Just be done. This is what Jesus died for, freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to move forward. Now, verse, verses four through nine, now verse one and two told us we're free. We're free from condemnation. We're free from the law of sin and death. But verse four through nine talks about how you stay in sin. Crystal, you touched on a little bit being carnally minded. Uh, we're asking, why aren't more people free? Why can't I get free? Now, of smoking, yeah, or of of smoking, bad what, habits, whatever sin yeah, broken, is plaguing bro- you. Yeah, yes, exactly. Is carnally minded, sin consciousness. Yeah. Now, what happened at the cross and when Jesus was raised is he has made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you know what that means? You are right with him. Now, I know a lot of people go, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. See, we go right back to, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm bound by this sin. But it's talking about to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Crystal talked about meditating. Now, what we need to do is just take Romans 8 and look at the victory that Jesus purchased when he rose from the dead. He's telling you 
Now he's telling you, you're the righteousness of God. And what we tend to do is we take our identity from our behavior. Yeah. I don't care if you've sinned a million times. The Bible says you're the righteousness of God. You're a joint heir with Jesus. You're free from the law of sin and death. So what happens is instead of identifying with who we are by what we do, we need to take our identity, believe who we are based on what the word of God says. See, we're trying to change our behavior first and that never works. I'm trying to act holy to become holy. I'm trying to act righteous in order to be righteous. I'm trying to act right in order to get right with God. What if I told you, you already are right. Once you become born again, all things are brand new. You are right with God. And so you blow it. Right. So you, you go and you sin and you do that again. You go, no, 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 no. That is not me. I am the righteousness of God. I am holy. I am justified. So the the more real that who you are, your identity in Christ becomes, your behavior begins to change. See, we've got it flipped opposite. Uh, mm-hmm. We try to change our behavior in order to become something. No, you already are. And the more you identify with that, the more you meditate. Just take Romans 8 that shows you who you are. Just take Romans 8 and go, I'm an heir of God. I am the righteousness of God. And you blow it again and you blow it. Nope, that's not me. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an addict. I'm not an adulterer. I'm not a pornographer. I am the righteousness of God. And what happens is that begins to change your behavior. Exactly. So anything that's dead right now in your life, anything any dead relationship, if your finances are dead, if your joy is dead, if you feel dead in your soul, that is what the resurrection yes. power does, is it brings things back to life. That's what Jesus has done. And so, Jody, you talked about our privileges. Romans 8 talks about the privileges. We are we are heirs with God. We are heirs of Jesus Christ. I mean, do you know what the word heir means? It means not error, H-E-I-R-S, heir. It means that we are legally entitled. I'm legally entitled to everything that God has. That is mind boggling. I mean, think about you know, kings and queens and or people who are very wealthy. Hey, their kids know what their yeah, status uh-huh. is. You know, for, for the most part, they, they know. They know who they are. They understand their inheritance. Well, we are joint heirs with Jesus. And, and when he died, he sealed it. Now, we legally, according to him... We have everything. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. I think it's, it's too good to be true for most people to believe. Right. Exactly. So, um, going back, Jody, when you were talking about identity, Mm -hmm. you have to identify as an heir Mm -hmm. to, to start acting. uh, When, when we, when we see ourselves, you got to practice seeing yourself though. We talk about thinking all the time and visualization and meditation. It's to, it's to take that scripture and just ponder that and ponder that and ponder that. I am an heir of Jesus and he has done 
everything. You know, like you, Jody, we talk about you and your five kids and you would do anything to help them yeah. as, as their parent. And so that's the same with Jesus. Uh, with these privileges come his help, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, we talk about being in the spirit mm-hmm. and what, what that means. Uh, verses 26 through 27. And then into 28, which yeah. is often really taken out of really context. Really taken out of context. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Now, this is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So this is the spirit on the inside of us. When we're praying in the spirit and led by the spirit, we are praying. We're aligning with the will of God. And then I love how verse 28 connects with that. And then we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So these three verses all line up together. You know, we we love to take that verse and just all things are just working out together for good for those. No, it's talking about when you're in the spirit, when you're born again and you're praying in the spirit, led by the spirit of God, hearing the mind of God, following the will of God, then all things are going to work out for good to those who love God and are called. Amazing. And that's the uh, Romans eight starts to wind down a little bit and, but it just, it brings in such yumminess where it starts to talk about that nothing can separate us from the love of God where scripture says God is for us, that he didn't even spare his own son. What won't he give us? Let that sink in. That if God gave us the very, 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 very best, what else will he not give us? Will he not pay your bills? Exactly. Will he not heal your child? Amen. Yes. Amen. And then it says that after he was resurrected and went back to sit at the right hand of the father, that he is interceding for us. He's pleading on our behalf. Oh, wow. We can't lose here. We cannot lose. And then he says, you know what? We're not just conquerors. We're more. Or. More than conquerors. What does that even mean? I mean, when we conquer something, we're the winner. We're the champion. When we conquer... To more than conquer, not only do you win the battle, but you gather up the spoils. Yeah, you make the enemy eat it. That's right. You kick him in the face. <laughs> I mean, that, that's more than conquering. You, you, God will restore everything back. He promises anything that has been stolen from you. He will restore back. I mean, a hundred times, a thousand times, just like he did Israel. And so that that's more than conquering. That's what's so cool about God. When the children of Israel left Egypt, the Bible says not one of them were feeble or sick. Now, again, they were slaves. So I'm assuming at that point before they're delivered, some of them were sick. Yeah. Some of them were broken. They left. None of them were sick. None of them were feeble. And God loaded them with wealth and riches. 
Man, <laughs> wow. And so th- there's the love of God. Yes. And so it says that nothing can separate us from his love. I mean, you love your kids and your kids will do the dumbest things on the planet. And it, it's, you're still going to love doesn't them. doesn't change who they are. It, no, it does not nope. change who they are. You're still going to love child. them. I mean, that's what a, a human parent yeah. will do. To get revelation of what Jesus has done and his love, neither death nor life nor nothing can separate us from his love. And that's the resurrection power of Jesus. So we're, we're saying, go through Romans 8. Go through it. I mean, it's it's got every promise. And, and again, to be reminded that we don't have to live in sin. And, you know, some dirty little, you know, loser every time we, we blow it. Remember, that's the devil. He is just the, the father of lies. Jesus has redeemed us from, from the curse of sin and death. Think about it. Go through that chapter you're free from the law of sin and death you're a joint heir with jesus you've been made the righteousness of god the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you there's no more bondage to fear god said if i'm for you who can be against you you're more than a conqueror nothing shall separate us from the love of god how can we lose Boom! <laughs> Way to sum that up there, Sister yes. Jody. Yes, indeed. Wow, that was awesome. Woo. So, you guys, on this resurrection weekend, yes, uh, really take a look at the passion. I've also been watching Joel Osteen's Jesus, his life. It's fantastic. It it does remind you i mean and and you know communion this weekend to be reminded of jesus sacrifice but look at what it gave us in return and to be so so grateful for that and so you guys we thank you for listening this week um, we're here for you. Uh, if you want to check out our book, Mind Moxie, How to Help You Master What's Mastering You, um, this is who we are. This is what we talk about, really, you know, digging into our soul and getting strong. I mean, because when we're strong on the inside, uh, spirit, I mean, mind and our will and our emotions, guess what? Our spirit strong, our bodies strong, and that is what we are all about. Check out uh, our website, My Moxie Life, and please subscribe and get your free 31-day Devo. We keep taunting you and teasing you that we've got projects coming up, and we promise we do. Uh, it's just little, little, little bit of time here, but we They're are going to be good. We are so excited about it. We thank you so much for your support, this ministry, and and what we're doing. Please spread the word. Tell your friends. We think there is no greater life-changing message than the message of Jesus Christ. And so, again, we we love and, and appreciate your support. We will catch you next week on The Soul Gym. Bye. Bye.